guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a fun one. Uh, we interview Hendrik. He immigrated from Gabon, Africa to the United States when he was a child. And now he's studying electrical engineering and he's teaching himself how to code as well. Uh, we talked a little bit about the process and what he does to get job interviews. He's using LinkedIn and we talked about his script, what he puts in his cover letter, what he sends to the recruiter as well, and what's the strategy overall and some other topics as well. So if you have any questions, or want to connect with Hendrik, all his information will be in the show notes, his Twitter, LinkedIn, his website. And if you have any questions for me as well, my Twitter will be down there. And without further ado, enjoy. Welcome, Hendrik, to the show. What's up, man? Hey, Jonathan, how are you doing? Everything good, man. Everything good. Um, thank you for, for joining. And today we're going to have a, a pretty cool conversation. So tell us, Hendrik, um, where are you from? So my name is Hendrik. Um, I was born in Gabon, which is in Central Africa. I came to the U.S. when I was 10. I was around Boston and then I moved. I even tried, like even in Boston, I was moving from city to city. And then I ended up down now in Houston, Texas. After all, me just moving forever. Eh? <laughs> Houston, Texas. Okay. So like in Boston, um, were you in... Uh, um until what age you were in Boston? So I was, uh, so I came to the U.S. when I was ten, and then, and uh, I stayed in Boston until I think about probably fourteen or fifteen, because I I moved here exactly in Texas exactly when I started high school. So it's about that around okay. that age, yeah. All right. So I also lived in another country uh, for ten years. I I was in I was here until I was ten, and I moved to Ecuador, and I came back when I was nineteen. So you have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, you've seen, you know, what a third world country looks like. And then you yeah. come here to the United States and you see what a first country looks like. So tell me a little bit about that experience. What what has you living in a undeveloped country like, you know, like our country? Because I'm, I'm from Ecuador. I'm from South, South America. You're from Africa. So what have you learned? Or so, what has that experience taught you? Yeah, he has, he has, I mean, he has given me a unique perspective on life itself. I mean, I didn't, when I came to the U.S., I was, I mean, it was kind of, I was, I was in a position of privilege because my mother did all the work and she, she brought me here, but it, it gives you a lot of perspective because even in, when I was in Gabon, there's just like the amount of stuff that I was able to do was kind of restricted because like we didn't, I didn't have like a phone. I didn't have the access to a computer. I didn't have all those information that most of the people in America and in just like in general world can take for granted, you know? It's a lot of those things that if you don't have it, you can take it for granted. I mean, if you do have it, a lot of it, you can take it for granted. But if you don't have it, like, no, when you get it, like, you you cherish it a little bit more, I would say. But it's one of those things. It gives you a unique perspective because when you come over here and you see different, you also kind of think different because you know how it could be and how, it could, and how worse it can get, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, um, I remember when I moved, because I, I went to school here until I was 10. So I was here until fourth grade. And then my parents said, well, we got to go. Yeah. So we left and I attended school in Ecuador and the infrastructure difference is just second to none. Like literally it's like, yeah. like I went from a top tier school here in the United States. Like I was in a charter school and then... Yeah. We moved to Ecuador and I went to a school. My, my classroom was like, sh- like you know, compared to U.S. standards, pretty shitty. However, the education yeah. was better, in my in my opinion, uh, right? So uh, the math was tougher. The reading was tougher. The standards yeah. were tougher. Um, you know, um, the professors were tougher. 
So like I witnessed that like oh okay so here they, they don't they lack infrastructure but at that time you know the infrastructure I mean the, the education was better in my opinion compared to what's here. Yeah, I I think I'll agree with that too. I, I will say too that the back the back in Gabon the education like it was hard. I would say it was harder because over here it's kind of easier. It's more it's more easy to like understand. You know, like there's more resources for you to get a subject that they were teaching me back there. It was all books. And so it was harder actually to, to like actually pass. Cause there were a lot of the resources that they were using were, for teaching were archaic. Like over here, you can see there's a PowerPoint, there's slideshow over there. It was none of that. It was just chalkboard, write book. You know what I mean? So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I went as that firsthand. All right, cool, man. So let's go. Um, So tell us a bit more about your story. So you come to the United States when you were 10. You are moving around between in Boston. Then at uh, 15, 14, you move to Texas. You finish high school. Yeah. How did you get into this technology world? I remember you told me you were, um, you're studying right now electrical engineering, right? Yeah, I'm studying electrical engineering. So uh, it was actually last year. So one of my friends, the first class that, because when I got accepted to electrical engineering, uh, there's some classes I had to take. So programming, it's now it kind of I think yeah introduction to programming was one of the classes, but it's not really about any program. It's about MATLAB, which is I guess is the programming not really a programming language, but it was MATLAB, and I really enjoyed that class. So I would spend like probably like hours trying to solve solutions and helping friends out. We had I had like a whole group of friends that would help out, and then that would help me out to do a project, and then that really helped a lot because I I liked that, and I was spending it was the class was hard, but I was spending so much time on it that it was so easy to me. And the reason I was spending so much time on it cause it was because I, I liked what I was doing. You know what I mean? And because I liked what I was doing, it was it was pleasant. It was a pleasant experience. So that was my first introduction to the programming world. And then after that, uh, during the summer, a friend that had taken the same class uh, told me, hey, you should probably look at into computer science and see, or any programming language, and see if you can pick it up because you were pretty good uh, with my lab. And so that's kind of the where the journey started. And then I, mean, I didn't really think too much about it. I just kept going to my, you know, because electrical engineering is a hard field. So there's a lot of courses I had to take that that had nothing to do with programming that I had it like circuits one, circuits two. So so I, I really didn't look at it over until probably like June or July. And then because and then that's when I got back into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll fun fact I also want to become an electrical engineer. In Ecuador, yeah, in Ecuador, really? I went to a, a a trade high school. Uh, that's the best way I can translate yeah. it, I guess. Uh, basically, in high school, they taught us like four subjects. Uh, so they taught us how to fix cars, yeah. so uh, automotive engineering, I guess it was, mechanical yeah. engineering, yeah. Uh, electronics, and to become an electrician. So I learned all those four skills, and out of the four of them, the one I fall in love with was electronics, so like electrical engineering stuff. And yeah. when I moved here to the United States, uh, that was the plan. I wanted to become an electrical engineer, but then I discovered really? programming in, in between of me applying to school here. And I was like, I'm just going to become a computer yeah. science. And then I went to community college, and then the rest is history. But yeah, I, I, I you know, like electrical engineering is hard. Yeah, that, that shit is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The funny thing is my first, when I was going through school, my first thing was going to do aerospace engineering because aerospace engineering is like cool to me, you know, like that's something like 
you want to wake up and do it. And then I moved when I was, because I was in Dallas, I was going to go to UTA, but then my family moved uh, to Houston. So I was like, hey, I mean, I'm going with my family, so I'm going to go move to Houston. There wasn't really a lot of schools that was offering uh, aerospace engineering as a as a uh, undergraduate uh, major. A lot of them were offering that as like a, getting your master's in it, but not as an undergraduate major. So I switched to electrical engineering because it's that failed because electrical engineering can still get you into you know aerospace engineering because electric. I mean circuits are like the building blocks of every single device we build, honestly. So you could that, and that's why I chose it, electrical engineering. Right. Okay. So how long have you been learning electrical engineering, or how long have like? So it will be uh, it will be. I mean, because I was the first, for the first two years, I did like community college, so that was like two about two years. But that was mostly my first two years was mostly you know I was really focused on aerospace engineering, not electrical engineering. But I've been in the UH engineering program since. Uh, I'll say what, uh, at this 2020, like, uh, the, the fall semester of 2020 when the whole COVID was happening and all that. Yeah. So the, yeah, the fall semester of 2020 and that's when, uh, okay. Yeah. So right now you're currently, you were currently enrolled in school. I remember you told me, right? Yeah. 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 I am. So what's your plan then? Are you going to continue to pursue electrical engineering? Or are you going to change your major from electrical to computer science and continue what you're doing? Or what 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 have you thought? Yeah, that, that's a good question. That's honestly a question I, I've been asking myself <laughs> quite often lately because I, I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, I want to tell you, like, give you an answer, but I, right now I really don't yeah, know. Yeah, I understand. I really don't know. That's like, I've been, like, thinking about this question, like, a whole lot. When does school you know? start? A whole lot. But, yeah, right now it's... um. Like around the eight. Okay, so you still have a little more, like a couple of weeks to yeah, decide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario you can do is just change your major. I mean, I guess right. Uh, yeah. I'm. I don't know. Um, whatever. So, um, so what are you learning right now? Like, okay, so you you you're an electrical engineer. You you're taught some computer science classes or some something like that, and you get curious about this thing. Yeah. You go to the internet. I remember you told me and and. And you say, okay, uh, I want to do this. Where did you start? Do you watch a YouTube video? Do you start with JavaScript, CSS? How, how did that work? Yeah. So it was, uh, I really started, I mean, I started with the standard. There was like a, I think, some, you know, there's so much in, there's so much information out there that you can still start anywhere. But I started with a little course from some YouTube guy on uh, HTML and CSS. And those, I did that probably in a week and I finished it and then boom, I moved on to JavaScript. <laughs> I wasn't too like, it was the course was very like basic, you know, the basic thing about HTML, the basic thing about uh, CSS. But I built a couple of projects in a, in a week and I, and I felt that I had enough to know about each subject. So I moved on to JavaScript and then in JavaScript, I learned literally every, every I think it took me about probably one or two months with JavaScript to learn literally what I needed to do, learn. And then I moved on to React. So right now I'm at that that stage of React, and then the next thing I'm looking up is probably Node. Just uh, as I learned adding Node onto my projects, because like when you start building it and it's front end, there's a lot. Of, that's like a lot of restriction because you want to do more than just that. You know what I mean? Like you want to you want to see like the whole picture. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Right now, like I'm trying to build this app, 
and just with another JavaScript, and I'm thinking like, okay, I need to store this information somewhere. I need a database. I need yeah. to learn how to use server-side languages and stuff like that. However, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to learn that because I still haven't mastered JavaScript. And well, no, nobody can master JavaScript. But I still don't feel confident enough that I can yeah. move to like a Node.js and a MySQL uh, and to learn that right now. You know what I mean? So um, I'm just taking it very slow. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. That's what you got to do because that's the thing. Like everybody wants to map. I, mean, I don't think I'm really going to master anything, honestly. I think I'm going to. The whole thing about my mindset is not to master anything, it's to, to build something. It's if anything I want to build, I want to be able to build. And if I, I get to that level where I feel good enough to build anything I want, then I'm good with it. Okay. And that's because that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people want to master it, but I, I don't want to master it. I just want to build stuff with it. Like I want to be efficient with what I build and it'd be good and looking good okay. too, you know? Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes sort of sense. I think there was this, this thing about um knowing the the like uh how do i say this knowing the the theory and the practical sense you know right? sometimes we yeah. get too cut we, we yeah. get too much tied up with the theory and we want to understand how everything works but when we go to the to the code editor to vs code to build what we learn we don't know anything and sometimes yeah, yeah you know, that I'm, that skill cannot yeah. be transferred to another. You actually have to do both. You have to understand a little bit about the theory. Okay, this is how a function works. And yeah. this is what arguments, this is what parameters are. And then okay, I'm gonna execute that. I'm gonna build a little a little program that works with function, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. I think how you how you work. Like right now I'm trying to do that as well. I'm trying just to focus on building stuff. However, I think one of the biggest yeah. hurdles in my end, personally to me, is and maybe you can uh, talk a little bit more about this. Is thinking like a programmer? I think that's very, very hard for me. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I've been trying to get better at it by doing code wars uh, problems. I know, I know you like lead code. I've tried lead code, fuck lead code. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> somehow I, I think the problems are harder there. I, I, I did not manage to, to, uh, to solve any of them. But when I go to code wars, I feel more confident, and the problems get harder and harder. I think the lead code. Yeah. Problems were very hard from the beginning, even though it was a beginner level, and I could just couldn't do shit. So yeah, yeah. So I, what do you think about that aspect? So like, like, uh, are you talking about like data structures and uh, yeah. algorithms? Or are you just yeah, talking well, about like, like think like a th programmer? Because you say think like programmer. Yeah, I think when I, when I say think like a programmer, I think okay, I have this problem. I want to display, yeah. you know, these images in the DOM. Um, randomly every time I refresh the browser, right? So well, how would I do that? Yeah. So I like to my understanding what how to think like a programmer is, is like, okay, I'm gonna break this thing down to the smallest problem, to the smallest um, thing I can do and then build from there, you know? And I, that's what I understand yeah. as, as thinking like a programmer. What is your definition of that? Uh, to me, thinking like a programmer, I mean, it's kind of your definition, but I, I think I'm more like a, uh, it's more like about like certain concepts, you know, if you're able to grasp uh, something's work that you're able to build a, like, you know, if you're able to see small little things, you're able to put them together, even if it's at a small rate. So like a lot of the lead codes, I mean, they take, I mean, they really, they take, sometimes I take forever on them, like probably two or three hours, but the whole time I'm trying to really understand what it's been asked and how I can accomplish it using what I know, you know? So it's like the little small little things, and then from that from that uh, 
in your evaluation, you can be able to come up with a solution. From your evaluation of what it, it's required, because when you think about it, a lot of the, every program has a many, you, there's, you, there's millions of ways you can complicate something. And there's also a million ways you can, what's called, un, unaddress a problem, you know? Like, uh, if you think, like, a lot of, a lot of things, I, I like real-world problems a lot. Because, like, if you think about just, like, uh, like the problems that we're dealing with today, like COVID, uh, the pandemic, there's millions of ways you can, like, overcomplicate COVID and all the pandemic, and there's millions of ways you can, like, let uh, make it less complicated. Like, that's just the way. Like, if you understand, like, some of the fundamental, you can dress it down. And that's what I usually do. I try to dress it down. And, yes, it might take me 30 minutes, an hour, to dress it down, but the minute I dress it down to us, and then then I'm able to, to pick on certain things, I can build it back and I can solve the problem. And it's just that trial and error. So you have to be able to not get frustrated when it's not going the way you work or this solution doesn't work. It's just about problem solving, you know, just keep on at it and then you will eventually get there. Yeah, okay. And then you got, you gotta like it too. I feel like you gotta like it. Like, do you think Code Wars is enjoyable? But when I go to Lico, the beginning, like probably like the first time, I'm like, bro, why am I doing this? But like, in the, after like five minutes, I'm like, bro, this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna get this yeah, right. I think, I think, so. I, think I, I don't know. I mean, some people like certain things, and I think Lico for me was not. We, we didn't get along very well. I'll be try it later. I, I, I tried yeah. Lico like a couple of weeks ago when I was very fresh to JavaScript. Right now, I've been learning yeah. JavaScript for a month, and I I've been solving some cold war problems. Um, and I feel more comfortable, so I may go back to lead code. But the reason I'm, I'm, I'm the reason I'm doing this is because I want to get better at at solving problems. And the only the, and the best way yeah. to get yeah. better at solving problems is to be exposed to a lot of problems so you can solve them. Problems, correct? Right. So like yeah. that's I'm just you know fact. doing one or two lead, uh, code word problems a day, just thinking like a programmer. Even though I fail, but I still know oh, okay, so I can do it like this. I can use slice and join together. Oh, okay, thank you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so now this is actually a good leeway because I want to ask you about uh, Fang. So personally, me, to this day, I do not want to, I do not see myself applying for a Facebook, Google, Netflix, stuff like that. I do not, you know, it just doesn't interest me. Maybe in the future that would change. But my question to you is, yeah. would you be interested in working in a company like that? Meaning in the big tech, me- meaning like not, not if a recruiter comes and say, hey, I think you'll be good for this position. But actually, you, yeah, you, actually, like you yeah, you actually out. go yeah. there. Okay, I'm gonna go to Facebook and find a recruiter because I want to work in Facebook so bad. Will you be doing that in the future? Would you yeah. like to work in that environment? What do you think about that? I think I I think so because I I think uh because I think the challenge will be greater there. You know what I mean? Like there's more things I can do. Like you know those companies like Google, like Google is everywhere. Like you don't understand everywhere. Like in my even in my uh when I was in Gabon. I will use Google Maps for directions. Just that idea to me is like crazy. And, and like, it's inspiring because like nothing else was working for <laughs> the directions, but Google Maps was working. That That's crazy to me. But I, I feel like if I, like one day, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, a lot of the companies like Google, uh, Facebook, a lot of them, uh, I won't, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of them inspire me. So I don't, I wouldn't be not open to that idea. I definitely, I think Google, will, I probably definitely will seek out because I think there's a lot of things that I can learn from them and that I can also bring to the yeah. table, you know? Okay. Uh, I think, like, for me, my goals are different. 
Um, and I think being in, in one of those companies does not help me accomplish the goals. It's just, uh, right. I'm actually yeah. pretty new to like, to the tech thing and stuff like that. But so far the things I've been reading about, you know, how they treat you like shit, you don't have, you know, you're working 16 hours a day and stuff like that. Uh, it's not yeah. that I'm not scared of the challenge is that like, I just don't see myself working there because I want to do some other stuff. You know, I want to eventually build my own company or become a freelancer or also, yeah. uh, travel the world and work remotely for one, a small, you know, a world, small eh? company. Yeah. So like, I don't see myself working on one of those big companies, but that's what I think now, you know, everything can change. Never say never. So that, that's, that's yeah, what I think, yeah. you know, yeah. it's cool. Like Google, having a Google in your resume, it's, it's very useful, but I think it's only useful if you are, if you're always going to be an, an employee, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah. if I'm never, because if, if my goal is not to become an employee, I want to become the employer. I want to own something. Then being ex Google yeah. or ex Facebook, in my opinion, does not really help you as much. You know, it, it gives you a little bit of cloud. Okay. Uh, ex Google founded this company and it sold for millions of dollars, but that's it, you know? Uh, but yet again, there, the difference is that also you get the experience from working from Google, you get the experience from these high level yeah. tech companies, like how they operate, how they work, you know, so, you know, it's, it's the best of both worlds. And when I'm there and applying for jobs, you know, a, a couple months from now that can change. But for now, I, I don't see myself doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. It's just about like what yeah. you want, really. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. right now you are working on react, um, and you're, I remember you right now, you are, you are, um, applying for jobs, right? So before, yeah. before, before we get, yeah. before we get into that, you know, um, that subject, I want to go a little bit backwards. I want to ask you, what was your learning routine? Cause I think a lot of people are really interested in this, in this process. Like, how do you learn? What do you do to, to learn? How often do you code a day? Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So talk, talk to me, talk to me a bit, a little bit more about that. So like when I first started, um, I was going to school, so it was I didn't really have a lot of time. So I try to make do things that that made sure that I was gonna code, you know. So like when we, uh, so I started. I mean, the whole one hundred days of code. The only reason I started doing that because I just want to make make like either habit of me coding every single day. And when I start that habit, it's kind of it starts becoming harder to break off the habit, you know. Like sometimes I I, I wake up and like bro. I haven't coded yet. Let me go and put down some little things. So I, I just started that. And then the best thing I did was my routine was I would learn something and then I would try to implement it. It may not, not be like the same day, but at least maybe a week, I would try to use it. Because to me, if I didn't, if I learned something and I'm not using it, then what's the point of learning it, you know? So I would learn something and then I will try to implement it. And that was the best way. The, the hardest thing part, I think, about a routine was trying to find the right materials because there's so many uh so many resources to use and that's probably the time the most time I, I mean the the most time I where I wasted most of my time honestly trying to find the right materials but if I if I can go back I think that I could have solved that but I think because like learning part is easy I mean you just sit in there you just learn take your notes and then and then try to implement it later on learning part is easy but trying to like uh, gauge out me the plan of what you're gonna learn when you're gonna learn and what you're gonna learn after that that's like the hardest part i would say i think i feel like if you was just telling me out right now you just talk to somebody 
first know what you want to do, talk to somebody, and then formulate a plan, and then start learning. Yeah. Uh, I follow Free Code Camp for the curriculum because one has been around forever, uh, since 2016, 15, yeah. I think. And it's, it's been proven. So a so it lasts the taste of time, which is good. And I just follow what whatever they, they're telling me to, to learn. I just follow that on the JavaScript end. And then yeah. if I need a little bit more reinforcement, I just go to YouTube and find some like a random YouTuber to teach me. And that's pretty much it. That's how I'm, I'm yeah. approaching that. But yes, you can really, really lose a lot of time just by hopping between instructors and trying to follow their curriculum yeah. or the way they teach you things. I The thing I really that really helped me was uh, focus on one person or one company or one website to teach you how to program and just focus on them, like go hard on them. Like, because they have a way they, the way they teach you things is stackable, meaning that the first lesson they teach you variables, the second lesson they teach you, I don't know, data structures. And then, okay, the third lesson you, you combine that with functions, right? So the, every lesson from them is yeah. very stackable. So each one helps. So everything you learn uh, will help you solve the next problem. However, if you jump around between videos and stuff like that, you know, the way they're teaching you stuff may not be like that. So you're, you're, you lose a lot more material and you're, pretty, you're lost. You're, you're lost, I think, most, most of the time. Yeah. So I really highly recommend you do that. All right. So um, I have this question and um, I want you to be as honest to me as possible. What you do not like about programming? Um, I think like all my technologies, they are. I mean, it's, I say that like, because I, Honestly, there's like so much to learn. I think that's like the most intimidating thing. Like, just like seeing how many things there are, like how much technologies, how much like frameworks, how much it's very intimidating. Because like you want to like, if you just start enough, you're like, oh, do I need to know all of this? No, like it's very intimidating. I think that's like probably one thing I don't like about programming. But I like the learning part because I'm a lover. I'm a philomath, which is a lover of learning. But the like it's very intimidating when you start off. Like seeing all these technologies and like feeling like you need to learn that and then this and then that that's intimidating i would say yeah there's a lot there's a ton of information out there um i tried to learn how to program back in 2015 16 and there was a lot of information back then yeah even though that was like a couple years ago six years ago five years ago but yeah. today man I, when i came back to the tech or tech scene after doing a couple stuffs uh stuff here and there Dude, there's a lot of shit. Like, literally, there, there, there's a lot of yeah. more YouTube channels. There's a lot more people trying to teach it. There's a lot of more, you know, new right. frameworks, Next.js, React, and all this other crap that's available. Yeah. So people, I think beginners like me, uh, like you, like when we first started, like, dude, this is, uh, this, like, I have to learn all this stuff? Like, what's going on? Right, like... You don't have to. That's the thing. But like, it feels like you too, like you do. Because when you look at the job applications, they're asking you for like ten years of experience in languages that just started. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's insane. Oh, it's crazy. But all right, cool. So, applying for jobs. Uh, remember, you have said that you of that you got you got a couple interviews, and right now you're in the process of job hunting getting a job in tech um yeah. t- talk to me more about yeah. that first of all let's go a little bit more backwards how did you how did you assess that you were ready to apply for jobs? because i think a lot of people 
are scared of applying for jobs. I, I've, I've read this on Twitter uh, that people are just scared of applying for jobs. They don't know when they're ready. They don't think they're ready uh, and stuff like that. So just tell me a little more the process. How did you come to the realization, okay, I'm done. I, I, I'm ready to apply for a job. And then how did you, where do you go to apply for jobs? And how do you do about by applying for jobs, meaning like, what do you do? Do you send a message? Do you send your resume? Do you go to the website? Talk some more about the process. Yeah. Okay. So at first, the the initial thing that made me think that I was ready to apply for jobs was that I like I knew because I knew you don't have to know it all. I watched a couple of videos where I mean I, I know a couple computer science majors who got a job in working in like an industry like a for a public like python they don't have no idea of like pythons they never even learned it. they just know like that they're gonna learn it and they're willing to put it to work to make it work you know what i mean so i knew that it could be possible like you don't even have to know the language that you uh for a job and to get a job you just have to know the certain right people you know so when i was going going at it at first i i knew because i don't have the degree so that's probably, probably gonna be different with me so i made sure that i knew at one point, I was able to like you know, produce like help people. Like if I'm on a team, you want to be able to, you know, to hold your own weight. And really, so I got to the point where I was, I was familiar with coding enough to react enough to where I can build stuff. I can take care of this little, uh, this little assignment. I can do this, yeah. And if I don't know it initially, I know how to research. I can go on my computer and research it, and I can get it done. So when I got to that mindset where, like, hey, you give me a task and I'll get it done. That's when I was ready to apply. Okay, that that that's then, very yeah. that's very helpful yeah. uh, for me to understand this because I know you're you are more you're ahead of me. You're applying for jobs. You know React. You know JavaScript. You come from a background of engineering, so yeah. you're like, I'm ready to do this, man. Like, let's do it. So you you yeah. come to this. Okay, I'm. I have this go getter mindset. You know, uh, what's the next step? What did you do next? Do you create your resume did you ramp up your linkedin did you what did you yeah. do next so i'm i'm so new to like linkedin like i've never used linkedin in my life before like at all i'm so new to it so like the first thing i did i've obviously did the portfolio build a portfolio then the the next step was to build my own website which i already had a website but it was it's totally different than what i have uh i have hosted right now i had a website i mean, i think like the first a couple of weeks of coding, I built myself a website which is just HTML, CSS, and I and I've hosted that like the first couple of weeks of learning of code, and then but now I built like a real like you know a real website with like JavaScript where I'm with React mostly on React. It's built on React, a real website with my portfolios from the projects, and then I hosted that. And after I hosted that, then I was ready to do my resume. I built my resume, and then. Then I started applying to job. And when I started noticing that probably like the week, first week and week two, week, probably for like three weeks, I was just like, I was not getting any response back. Like it was just silent. I mean, the occasional, hey, we thank you for applying, but we have not chosen you. I mean, I was getting that every second, but I was getting, it was dead. Like nobody was, I wasn't getting any significant like traffic back. So then I got LinkedIn, I made a profile, um, try to. I'm still trying to build my LinkedIn profile because I'm so new to LinkedIn and I don't know what I'm doing. But if anybody knows what they're doing, let me know so I can make this LinkedIn look good. 
But yeah, I built the LinkedIn and then I redo, I redone my resume and then I studied again. And then a lot of the people I was talking to was like, they were having sending them personal messages. Like if you, when you apply and you see that the recruiter is posted there, cool. Send a message to the recruiter. Hey, this is me. Um, I've learned this and that, and uh, this is why I fit the same quite well. Sometimes I even look at the recruiter and see what he does, like, or what the company, and that I show interest for that company. Because, I mean, if I, it's a company that I like, like, it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to show some interest, more interest than I can on, on my personal message. And when you send that message, I, in most of my interviews, I'd be, because I'd be sending just messages, like, zero interviews I've gotten was just from just sending that resume. All of them have been from, like, me sending that, going that extra step of sending that message to the recruiter. Or the uh, the hiring manager. So, what do you send to them? Like, what's your, like your little text? I, don't, I so basically, what you told me is like, okay, I, I talked to him. Hey, I know X Y Z, and I'm really interested in this, in you know, in this in this company. So, how do you how will you yeah. like cater that to the individual role? Like, what do you do or what do you say? Yeah. So, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you one like real quick. Uh, so this is exactly what I say. I mean, I'm, my cover letter, I made a cover letter, right? But most of the time, I don't submit my cover letter because on LinkedIn, you mostly send in your resume. And I don't have it. Or it's either you have your resume attached to your cover letter. But most of the time, I don't do that. I just send in my resume. My resume is just my resume. So I will just literally go through their profile. And this is what I will say. As a developer with experience building and deploying application, I'm writing to express my interest in the developer position at your company. This position will give me a great opportunity to continue to grow as a developer and do what I'm most passionate about. And then I'll and I'll go on and list my uh, knowledge. Like uh, if I see this position as a React is a React position, I'm gonna say I build a lot of uh, React applications and build maintainable applications. And then, then I go on and the next paragraph is like it's kind of personalized for them specifically. Like if I see that it's uh, the the uh, the company, like for I'm reading one of them. I'm looking at one of them. The company was like a, a Python, but yeah, it was mostly Python. They what they the program names they mostly use is Python. Man, they build like uh, AI algorithms, which is like so cool to me. So like I'll personalize that because I'm I am interested into like uh, uh, AI, machine learning, all that. So like I'll. I'll show my interest. I will understand it. And I will also give them a little bit of praise, you know, like, Hey, I see what you guys are doing and I like it. And I would love to what's going to be part of it. And I, this is why, and I, and I have this same mindset, you know, and just doing that gets you some traffic back. Oh yeah. That's, that's so important. Personalize the message to the company. So they know that yeah. you come interested in them. Like, Hey, yeah. So it's like, okay, this guy read, our about page, our what we do page, what we build page, he must be interested in the role. Yeah. You know, that gives you a lot of heads up because I think a lot of people, they just send resumes like crazy. Yeah. And they don't take the time to, you know, to like see what this company is about and, and maybe that way they can get their foot in the door. So that, that that's very good. I really, really like that. Um, cool, man. So, so you've been applying for jobs. You do this LinkedIn thing where you send a message to them and you personalize it to them and that's how you're getting results. Um, and I remember you got an interview actually from one of, for doing this, right? Talk, talk to yeah, us about yeah. 
My first yeah, interview. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. Man, he was bad. <laughs> I was like, now nah, he was, he went, I mean, he went pretty well, but I was not, because, you know, he said, like, hey, I'm going to give you a call, you know? I was like, cool, cool. It's just a call. It's a fun interview. And we're just going to talk about the basic, you know, what I'm doing, what I've been building, you know? That's just, that's what I thought it was. But, like, within, like, two or three minutes, he was like, okay, I'm, let me send you this Zoom invite. And you're gonna cook, and I'm like, I'm like in the living room, just like chilling on my bed, you know, just chilling, not even on my bed, on like the couch. I'm just chilling, and then they're like, okay, I'm gonna send you this. Zoom. I'm like, bro, no way. So I raced up, <laughs> I raced onto my room, start my laptop, get everything ready. That's 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 actually I kind of like that. That's my first injury because now I'm ready. So if anybody does that again, I'm ready for it. You know, like I'm always gonna be on my computer, ready to code no matter what. <laughs> But yeah, so I sat down, I sat down, put my computer, and then he sent me the Zoom invite, and then uh, he made me start my uh, dev environment, my React environment, and then I started it up, and then he gave me the, a simple task, which is I think is probably the easiest task anybody would get on their first like on their first interview, and that is to like build a uh, to build a uh, app, yeah, to do app, yeah, and then. And then it's kind of restricted a bit because he gives me like a couple of things that I must have and I must use. And then so like the whole time I will go through it and then try to code and then and then build that up. And the thing about it is I feel like the what I really based from that doing that interview is talking, you know, like I was just in my basically in my own word because <laughs> I was like, bro, I was not prepared for this. I was in my own word. And then well, I was not really talking a lot about what I was building and doing, you know. Which is, I think, is the important skill of itself. Because if you're able to, like, while you code it and uh, talk to them too, that that's way better than just you know you getting the right solution. You you know, because they want to see that you have that communication skill that you're able to uh, expand what you are working with. Because uh, if you're working in a team environment, that skill is very uh, it's very needed. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so I coded. I'm coding and like. It's bro, it's not working. Like, I mean, I got it to like to the to the end, but like, it's not working. Like, it's not compiling in my uh when I hit in my uh in my uh when I like at the end, it's not compiling. Everything's just red. It looks like the Christmas trees. Like everything's red, but everything's working up to a point. I'm at that last step of making it uh making it work that that's not working. Like, and then I realized, yeah. I realized that it was just like the way they're like it was a simple mistake because one of the because the thing about react is that you have to be careful when you uh you referencing or like on click or, or whatever when you're referencing a function or or you doing a function call you have to be very 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 be careful and what i noticed was that i was doing i was i was calling the function inside where i shouldn't be calling it okay you know Instead, I just needed to reference what I was calling the, when I was calling Got the it. function, which is because it was going into like a loop. You know, when it goes into a loop, it just keeps on going, and then that's why one of my uh, the the message was that three renders took too many re-renders. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, but that was a simple. It was a simple little thing that I, that could I just fix, and it was big. It would be good, but I was out of time. Oh but. man, that sucks, but. But I think you learn a lot because you were coding under pressure. You had a time limit. You yeah. you you know you know yeah. what to do next, and stuff like that. So 
that's very good, man. You have that under your experience. So next time that happens, like you told me, if I, if somebody needs me to program on the spot, I'm ready, yo. I'm here. Let's do this. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. ready now. I'm ready now. <laughs> so I'm ready you got now. any more interviews? Yeah, yeah, a couple more, a couple more. But some of them, like, I mean, those are the ones that were just like, I mean, just send you like you, and they just code, and then you never hear back from them. And some of them, like the uh, JP Morgan one, I did that on hard butchered it, brothers. I butchered <laughs> it. Like those are those are uh, algorithm questions. I'm looking hard, eh? Like, cause I can solve something, but when you restrict my time, it's like, cause. Then like it's crunch time, you know. Yeah, it's crunch time. Like a lot of sometimes, sometimes the algorithms are like very hard for me to first understand what it's been asked, and then to like uh, put Got it down, it. you know. Because I think probably I think probably about I'll say about six minutes, depending on the algorithm. If it's like a hard late code question, I think about probably seven minutes trying to understand what I'm being asked, and then uh, I'll go ahead at it and. Yeah, I think like Benjamin Franklin. No, yeah, I think Benjamin Franklin said, um, "You have to cut a tree in an hour. Spend like ninety minutes sharpening the axe, and ten minutes cutting the tree." So uh, like yeah. literally uh, thinking yeah, about yeah, the problem, yeah. understanding the problem so well, do you know exactly what the constraints, what they're what they're talking about, what they want, what's input, what's output, and then after that, breaking down the problem to the minimum component you can do it, and then solving it. So that's literally the prep time is more important than actually going and coding. So, yeah, that, that that's very important. I think that's a skill as well. I mean, everything. I think that that's a skill that you will get better over yeah. time, understanding problems faster yeah, and yeah. doing that faster. It's just a numbers game at this point. But also, if you can cheat a little bit, like cheat in air quotes, is, you know, going to the recruiter, making friends on Twitter, networking, and saying, hey, um, yeah. I'm new here. Let me know. What, how can I help? Giving value. I think you can get faster uh, results. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Right. So, definitely. So definitely. the week, the year is over, man. Like thirty. Uh, this week is the last week of 2021. And my question to you is, what do you want to accomplish in 2022? What do you see yourself by the December 30th, 2022? Uh, what's your goals? Talk, talk to me more about that. Yo, goals. I got, I'm goal oriented. Like I got so many goals, but. It next year, December twenty-two. Like this is the Hendrick I see. Hendrick, he's already already got a job. He's working on buying a house for to rent out, and he's uh probably learning a new language, learning a new program language, probably Python, because I've been looking into machine learning a lot lately too. So he probably learns a new language by then, you know. And that's kind of what I see. But yeah, definitely already has a job. Definitely already All has right, a job. Cool. Yeah. Working yeah, on yeah. that, eh? Like everybody's working on, you know? And I think, like, the tech, the tech, that, eh? the tech industry has, um, you know, has a lot of job openings. So I think there's not a... Uh, yeah. Like, the demand for jobs is very big, so everybody can get a job. Everybody can become good, you know? And I think that's that's one of the big points about this industry that's it's growing in such an exponential rate that it's going to be here for a while. And if you can become very, very good at this, you'll be very, very desirable, right? So yeah. So yeah, that's that's the yeah. thing, yeah. And also regarding the house, when you're ready, let me know because I'm a realtor here in Jersey and I know the process pretty well. 
Hey, yo, I got you. Know, just you. Me, hey, yo, I got so you. So let me know. The first let, thing. let me know. Let me know. Like, hey, I want to because I, I know I know some people in Texas. Um, you know, you make friends. So yeah. I know an agent down there. So maybe they can help you out. Just let me know. I'll be happy to help you. I got right. you, bro. Hey, I got cool. you. We'll so do. I guess um, that's that's pretty much all I all I have. Do you have any questions, Hendrick? No, no, no. It was it's been it's a been pleasure. A pleasure too, man. Thanks so much for this. It's been great. Uh, tell us a little bit more about where they can where they can find you. Whoever is listening to this, where they can find you, and where um, yeah, where where they can find you? Where's your website? Where you're working on on and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So you can go to my LinkedIn and just type Hendrik, which is H E N R I C K. My last name is Tembro, which is T A M B O U R O U, and then you just search me up, and I'm probably the only person with that name in the world. So you you're gonna see me. There's no way you're gonna <laughs> miss me. And then on, you can find me on Twitter also, which is that's my name is I think Future, and then the little underscore X underscore and then robert which is my middle name and then you yeah you can hit me up there or you can even find me on medium or github i'm i'm there I'll just search my name you find me okay yeah and also i'll put out all the information that we spoke about all the references on the show notes so everybody can find and also i'll put the twitter and the linkedin and the website for hendrick on the show notes so that's way you guys can go find him so yeah again hendrick thank you so much for coming it's been a blast and yeah we'll talk, talk to you soon